This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Bibles. I couldn't say that right. I don't even know why. I almost said for your Patreon, for your support from uh, this episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday, if you give at the five or $10 a month level, you get an additional bonus episode of says who it's me and Maureen chopping it up just for you. Additionally, if you give it that $10 level, you also get a sticker every month as a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. And if you are sitting at home wondering, I wish I could get a little bit of joy in my mailbox every month, we have got you with the Says Who Sticker Club. All of that is available at patreon.com slash says who. Books. Books. Books are things you read. You read them with your face or your fingers or your hands or your ears or whatever you want to read a book with. They contain words. They will make you feel like you're somewhere else, so you should enjoy some books today. Why not a truly a devious book set? Get ready for the box in the woods. The box in the woods. June 6, 2021. Very creepy mystery head in your way. See, that was it. I just kind of stuck to it I today. I like that. Yeah. I liked that. Yep. And additionally, if you like things and stuff, we have things and stuff for you at merch.sayswhopodcast.com, including a mug that will remind you to count the sparkles, or a sweatshirt or a t-shirt for that matter. And if you are, again, a 5 or $10 supporter uh, of the Patreon, there is a code waiting for you on the first of the month, every month, where you get a discount in the merch store. So, merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Uh, yeah, I'll get um, a large oh, order of no. fries. Okay, yeah, we, um, we have that. Some chicken tenders. Oh, yeah, we we also have those. Okay, um, a coconut shrimp. Okay, that's not a that's not something that we have. Two pina coladas. Don't also those aren't things we have. And um, a margarita a, in my ma- a, in my mouth. I'll lean my head out the window. We don't and, have a oh, hey, margaritas. Kid. We don't. Oh no. How's it going? Um, I mean it's. It's okay. We're just, you know, doing the normal drive-through thing. Mm-hmm. But um, what are you? What are you doing here? I thought you had, thought you had gotten a new job. Do you have any conch fritters? No, that's really not. I don't think that anyone would want us to make conch fritters. Or, if we're um, being honest. Do you have uh, plantains? No. Okay. No, that's. What are you? None I got of a, these. I got a new job, kid. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, well, I have a new boss. Okay. Um, uh, it's hard for me to tell whether or not this is an upgrade, a downgrade, a lateral move. It's um. Well, I work for Ted Cruz now, and um, oh no, yeah. Uh, he um, he's real sad because uh, his um, he went on vacation. Yeah, and it got cut short, so yeah, he's uh, trying that. to. Trying to bring the flavor of uh, Cancun to him. Uh, so, oh, uh, well, yeah, you've you're not really in the right place for something like that. If right. to, to be honest with you, we really just have hamburgers and hamburger-related products. So the coconut shrimp is a no-go. No, we don't oh. have shrimp. We have a we have a fish fillet. Okay, well, I think that might work. Um, the thing about coconut shrimp is it's so there's so much breading you often can't tell. So can you just roll it in some stuff so it looks kind of gnarly on the? It doesn't matter really what it like. Just, um, some stuff from the shredder honestly will do. I have Ted, Ted does not have a sophisticated palate, so um, I mean, you just kind of roll it in paper shredding and fry it. I mean, I guess that would work. Yeah. Okay. okay extra. Well, it's I, really great to talk to you again, kid. I guess I've really missed you. Well, there's a line of cars behind you. I love you. I don't. 
Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a Copeland Friday. I'm already done. And I'm Dan Sinker. Are you eating right now? I'm eating the last bite of my sandwich. Okay. You didn't. Okay. You couldn't have done that. It's it's almost two o'clock New York time right now. You couldn't have done that any time earlier. Well, first of all, it's just past one thirty. Yeah, that's almost two. Second, I learned a lesson yesterday, Dan. So I had all my COVID food supplies. So I bought all the extra food. You know, like yeah, pasta and stuff. Sure. It was in my work closet in a big bin. Okay. And. Over the last year, because it's been a year since I bought that stuff. It has, yeah. Some of that stuff was going out of date. So periodically throughout the year, I would open the box, remove the stuff that was going out of date, and seal the box up again. Okay. At first, there were two bins, and then it got down to one bin. Okay. And then it got down to about a half a bin. And finally, over the weekend, I said, it's time to put this into circulation. Because really, I can store all this food in the kitchen. Okay. So... So you have declared the time of emergency food is past. It's more that I've just moved it into the kitchen. Okay. So there's plenty. Like all the extra pasta and stuff, I just found places for it in the kitchen. And there's no gi- two giant bins of it anymore. But there's plenty of plenty of food in there now in the appropriate spot. But some of it, it's like, wow, some of this stuff I have to eat before it goes. Yeah. And one of them was a bag of organic dried Turkish apricots that I bought, mm. I guess, sometime last year. Right, I They're from, um, I think they're from Whole Foods, so. Okay. So they actually expired like two weeks ago. Yeah. But okay. I said, that's. This, that's is going, this is going well. It's dried fruit. And I don't think it's fine. So mm-hmm. I forgot to eat lunch the last two days. And then I got <laughs> super hungry around 4 p.m. Oh, no. while I was doing stuff. And so what I did was I grabbed uh. these apricots and i was Mm. pounding these apricots sure and then each day about four hours later i described it on twitter last night as feeling like fraggles were doing downhill skiing in my abdomen so you ate yeah an entire bag of dried apricots Mm -mm. i ate about a third each time but over the course of a day there's still some left okay I mean, that feels like it would give you a case of the fraggles, even if it wasn't. I didn't two realize weeks that expired. I didn't realize that, and I oh, think they're yeah. they're just fine. I just didn't realize how how tough they are on the system. Yeah, yeah, it's dried fruit. Um. So uh, you're not gonna poop for a week. We don't need to. I'm just saying, Dan. My uh, my insides really hurt. I bet. <laughs> I and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. <laughs> oh, good. And then I had That's a little a real mystery there. A little thought bubble. Good thing you write mysteries for a living so you can solve that case. I, w- I took a bath. To tr- I was like, ah, I really don't feel good. I'm going to get in the bath. And I was like, oh, why do I feel so terrible? Um, and then a little thought bubble appeared in my and I was like, oh, I-, I pounded all those closet apricots. Yeah. So um, today I was like, I am having a sandwich, but I thought I had plenty of time. So I had to take Dexie. I had to drop her off because she stays with our neighbor. Yeah. But they have taken out one of the elevators in our building for repairs. Mm, And so our whole building is running on one elevator. What could go wrong? And only one party can be in the elevator at any time. Yeah, yeah. So instead of taking me under a minute to get back to the house, it took me 20 minutes. Cool. So 20 that min- seems real tolerable for a long period of time. Now you're wondering, why can't you take the stairs? Well, I did take the stairs the first several flights, but there's a couple things going on. One, I have a dog with me who loves the stairs and is super fast at them. Although she Oof. was very good today about, she just kept pace with me and kept looking at me like, come on. Um, so that was really good. The other is that I'm wearing a giant, it's cold. So I'm wearing a big parka. And, you know, like you're all dressed for winter and you're trying to run up many stairs because this is a high rise. Like it's a, yeah. it, all New York buildings are tall. There's yeah. not it's not like one flight of stairs. Sure. It is many flights of stairs in a it dressed in winter clothes. And you're trying not to breathe too much in public spaces because right. you're a you're masked and you're also just trying not to <gasps> breathe in the, you know, vestibule air. 
So whenever I'm in the elevator of vestibule, I'm trying to breathe very shallowly. Okay. Like I, when I'm on the elevator, sometimes I just try not to breathe. I'm just like, <laughs> I yeah. kind of clam up until, and then I get to my floor and go, <gasps> Um, so I don't want to be run up the stairs in winter gear going. <gasps> so I get back upstairs and then there's a carton of perishables by the door. So I have to put those, put those away. I'm sweating. <gasps> and then I make the sandwich because I don't want to pound those apricots again. Like, cause that's the only easily grabbed food. <laughs> that's your only other option. Kind back of to- right now. <laughs> back to the. Back to the fraggle crops. Did you say fraggle crotch? I said fraggle crops. I meant to say fraggle cots. I think that something is not right functioning in my brain so hot. Mm. You know, this week, Dan, I had several moments of they they weren't bad. It was just a couple of those. It's been a minute. I guess we're going to do the same thing we do each night. I guess we're going to do it again tonight. Yeah. I guess that's going to be the thing. So, uh, yeah, because it's almost been a year. It has. It, uh, let's see. This episode comes out on the 24th of February. The 25th of February was when... I first started being real like, okay, this is a real thing. Because that was a day that every single member of the Trump administration went on to various media to insist that coronavirus was nothing to worry about, that they had it all under control, right? that the cases were going to go down to zero. That was all the 25th of February. And I was like, that's a bad thing that I'm seeing right now, I am going to go buy a lot of hand sanitizer. So we really are right at that one year mark. I know a couple of people uh, who had a very early exposure who would have gone into quarantine right about now. So there are definitely those among us that have been in uh, we for recorded a full year. <coughs> a year ago today. Oh, no. Your code day was a Sunday. I went to Georgia this week last year. Right. The week after that, I went to Texas. Yeah, we, uh, me and Janice and the teen, this upcoming weekend, one year ago, so like the 28th, I think it was, we went to a 10,000 person arena to watch professional wrestling. And each of us carried a little tiny hand sanitizer in our pockets. That was that was what we knew then. Well, as long as we use this a lot, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Let's keep cheering for Orange Cassidy. I see here on the 21st of March last year, I had a flight to Mexico scheduled. Uh, I was not on that plane. No, you could have Ted cruised it. Well, Dan, that has there been that was the big story of this week. It well, was. no, the big story of this week was the horror that is going on in Texas. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah. And for our many Texan listeners, uh, of whom I actually just checked in with one, and they now have running water, which is a thing that, uh, you know, I can't believe I just said, but they have running water for uh, basically for the first time in a week. Uh, and I think they may not even have to boil it anymore. Oh, boy. Because that's the kind of fun you get to have in Austin, Texas in 2021. Yeah, it's been rough. Texas, rough, friends, rough. it has just been. It is. Uh, it's hard to know what even to say about. What is going on? I mean, it is it is not like we needed an object lesson in how the government abandons its own people, because we have been living through that that object lesson for pretty much a year now. And yet wrapped up inside that object lesson, we got a whole new one of what can happen when a government completely abandons its people. In the millions 
of Texans that have not had power or water and were freezing. And the government was basically like, well, Cabo seems nice. Let's go there. Yeah. So, um, so you want to cover what happened then? What, what, what did happen? Well, in the Ted Cruz case. Yeah. Oh, Maureen Johnson. I remember waking up last Thursday and there were all of these photos of Ted Cruz standing in an airport and it seemed very random and I didn't quite know what was going on. Like, what? Like, yeah. What? Why do we, why, why is, yeah, why are we looking at Ted, why are we looking at Ted Cruz in the airport? Yeah. And then it was like, eventually it was like, this is him in Houston getting, or, or Dallas or wherever, getting ready to fly to, uh, to Cancun. And it's like that. I remember the first time I saw it and, you know, somebody saying it and it was sort of like a, you know, a hashtag resistance Twitter account. And I was like, I don't know that I totally believe this, like mostly because it just seemed like. How. Right. Someone even as dumb as Ted Cruz Mm -hmm. had to have known not to fly to fucking Cancun. Mexico, when your literal actual constituents, millions of them, yep. are freezing. Yep. And so I was rather skeptical. I was like, I get this feels like fan fiction, you know, but turns out fan fiction is real. <laughs> Which means I have a lot of questions about vampires and werewolves, too. Oh, I have answers. Good. Um, yeah, he uh, he flew. So it turns out that uh, yeah, that was Wednesday night. It was confirmed on thir- on Thursday morning. So yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's him. So then he said. So it was confirmed via leaked group chats. So that WhatsApp burned his ass. So yeah. I guess his wife started the chat and said, "Hey." <laughs> This sucks. It's cold. The house is freezing. Yeah. I've gotten good rates at the Four Seasons. This is the Four Seasons? No, the Ritz-Carlton. It's the Ritz-Carlton in Cancun. It's only 3.09 a night. Let's all go. Yeah. Because the girls have off. Let's right. go. Because they have off, mind you, because there's a fucking natural disaster. Yes. It's not like they were on spring break. No. Schools were canceled because of a natural there disaster. was a natural disaster. Right. And it's that's a real problem. Um, so so uh I guess did friends go with them as well? Uh that seems ra- rather unclear. Right. And even though that would be shitty, it also wouldn't matter because none of them are the senator. Right. Unless their friends are other representatives, those friends with money are certainly allowed, as perhaps poor taste as it might be, they are allowed to flee wherever they want. Yeah. If that's all that you want to do, like, so, uh, so they all get on the plane and people start taking their picture. (laughs) Yeah. What I want to know, Dan, and I want to know so many things. Did he not think anybody was going to just recognize him and snap a few quickies? I in in his sort of mea culpa press conference <clears throat> that he gave <clears throat> the next day. He did say by the time I was on the plane, I began to sort of question whether I was doing the right thing. Oh, and my. one would have to think the fact that Every time he looked up, it seemed someone else was taking his picture. Yep. And re- remember, these this is a plane full of people flying to Cancun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Texas is freezing over. So it's it is a you know, the, the class of people in the plane, you would think maybe he was like, these are my this is my people. Right. Like they're not going to wrap me out. Right. 
they're all making the like <laughs> t- they're the all can- running for it. Yeah, they're all doing the like Cancun flight of shame. And uh, but it turns out <laughs> the Cancun flight of shame. That was really his return flight, which we'll, we'll get to in a moment. But it turns out there were plenty of people on what appeared to be a rather full flight, uh, more than willing to sell Ted Cruz out. Mm. There was a there was an incredible thread before it had been confirmed of somebody that just went through every photograph, basically being like, "Okay, this person that made because he had a mask on the whole time. Right. So it was like this person who looks a lot like Ted Cruz. But let's break this down. Okay, he's wearing the same ring that Ted Cruz wears. He's wearing the same Fitbit on the same wrist that Ted Cruz wears. He's wearing the same mask that Ted Cruz wore to the inauguration. Like he's the best. My favorite was. He has the same suitcase and tote bag that he brought to a trip to Cancun like a year ago. (laughs) Like same shit. Uh, Yeah. And then they were like, and also the gate that he's photographed here in front of, because there was a lot of early on being like, these could be photographs of Ted Cruz on an airplane for many time. But the person there was one photograph and this person was like, well, he's, he's next to this gate. This gate did not have, there are only two times that there were flights from this specific part of the airport that went to Tan- Cancun. Uh, can I just interrupt? Did you hear me say Tancun real quick? Um, I mean, a little bit. That but- is uh, there in, in my old neighborhood, there's a, um, there's a spray tan and tanning bed place that is called <laughs> Tancoon. And I have been so obsessed with the name Tancoon for literally two decades <laughs> that it is actually really hard for me to say the name Cancun and not say Tancoon. Janice and I uh, used to live over by there. And when it was cold winter, one of my running jokes was maybe it's time for a trip to Tancun. Let's go over to Tancun. Yeah. And anyway, so it turns out there were only two times that that specific gate that was in the photo had a flight to Cancun next to it. And they were like the 26th of December or the day that Ted Cruz was photographed, you know, and it was just like, man, this is some good Internet sleuthing, son. Hats off to you. Anyway, he was there. They had to confirm it. And so then he had a full on flight of shame home later that day. Yeah. And this is where this is where his story gets. Genuinely, it just it's okay. So then he said, yes, I was on the flight. I was always going to take that flight. Right. I was uh, just dropping my family I off. I was dropping my family off. Now, the when they first picked up that he was on that flight because he was on the standby list. <laughs> and that yeah. is the number one sign <laughs> that he not did not mean to be on that flight because there's no way in hell that Ted Cruz is flying coach yeah. back. Yeah. Ever. Never. Never. So then they got uh, information that he booked the flight at that night or that next morning. Right. I think it was I think it was confirmed that it was booked at 6 a.m. So. um, Well, Dan, where does this. uh, Where does this leave us? Well, I mean, let's let's not get to where it leaves oh, us sorry. before. So the original story was that he was always flying back that day because clearly he cares about the people of Texas, but he just wanted to make sure that his family got to right. Cancun safely. Uh, when that began to fall apart, then he said, I was just trying to be a good dad mm-hmm. because my girls wanted to go to Cancun with their friends. Right, 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 right. So he because, you know, they didn't have school. Again, because of a natural fucking disaster. Okay, are you going to be a dick and hold... Are you going to be a dick about this, Dan? going to be a dick. I'm going to be a dick about this, Maureen. Uh, and then finally, uh, the group texts leaked. Of which 
He actually today someone, was asked about it. Someone snitching. Yeah. They apparently that they, they live in a like a gated community type neighborhood. Um and there is a uh there is a neighborhood group text, and that's where Heidi Cruz uh suggested going to going to Cancun and they they leaked out. And so suddenly the story of this was sort of a spur of the moment. Our girls asked suddenly has fell apart Uh, just today. Actually, Ted Cruz went on some fucking podcast and said that Heidi is, quote, pretty pissed about the group text being leaked. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then made this suggestion to whoever leaked it. Quote, here's a suggestion. Just don't be assholes. Yeah, like, you know, treat each other as human beings. Have a some degree, some modicum of respect. What? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Dan. I'm not making it up. Daniel. I'm not. Daniel it's all Stinker. true. It's all true. He told Scouts him not to be dicks. A... Yeah, he said, don't be assholes. <laughs> Ted uh... Cruz. <laughs> oh, man, that former Republican Speaker of the House, John Boner. Once referred to as Lucifer in the flesh, is uh, telling people not to be assholes by leaking the group texts. This is so good. It is just a gift that keeps on giving. To be honest, like he then, you know, there was sort of a a, a chorus of of right wing piece of shits, basically trying to defend him by being like, "What's a senator got to do anyway?" This is a state problem. Like, what's he going to do? Get out there with a hairdryer and start melting water pipes? And um, and so then you have, like, almost immediately, Beto is out there fucking doing wellness check phone calls, organizing tens of thousands of wellness check phone calls uh, on, you know, into assisted living facilities to make sure that people have what they need to make sure that they have power, blah, blah, blah. You get AOC raising, like, five million dollars or something insane like that yeah it's just a just a gift and so finally after kind of all of that why you guys gotta be dicks he uh released a a series of photos of him passing out water bottles in a parking lot now dan hmm do you think this will have any permanent effect uh i mean i to me, the moment when I realized it could, but maybe not in the way that you would like, was when uh, Louis Gomert, a real piece of shit Texas rep, uh, did the cable news rounds and was asked about it and was basically like, well, you know, uh, that's not something that I think he should have done. Like, you know, like called him out on it. And then I was like, oh, there's the next senator from Texas. (laughs) You know, like, I think we would like to think, oh, Beto's going to be able to get it over the finish line this time. But I do think that the the deck is is stacked enough that the, the more likely thing is if this if this leaves a mark and granted he has i think four years left on his senate term so that's a long time uh if this leaves a mark i would guess that it it will bring a different different flavor of shitbag into the as the republican senator of texas not necessarily that suddenly a democrat would take take control if it was closer if it was closer to the election i think that's a possibility i mean Bad weather and bad reactions to bad weather have undone plenty of people. Mm -hmm. But four years is a long time. Yeah, but it was pretty amazing. It was. It was remarkable. Do you think that. This is a human nature question, then. Why? Why? Tell them that it's human nature. Why? Why? I don't remember the rest. It was it that way. Yeah, okay. I was like, does it just does he mumble there? It's something something that Dibby way. Dibby that way. Dibby dibby that way. It's a good song. Oh man. Yeah, it is. Dan, hmm. do you think that he either thought no one would notice? <laughs> 
I really don't understand what what he thought was going to happen. So uh, at this point now, I think it was actually just yesterday. Um, it was reported that the attorney general of Texas also left Texas last week. He went to Utah during the uh, during the power outages, which is you got to figure he was like, God damn it. You mean to tell me I could have gone to Cabo? But, but, uh, but really, it does cause... seem like there's more, more. There are more people that chose to leave Texas uh, in in Texas's moment of need than uh, than just Ted Cruz. But did he just not think anybody? So, okay, I really need to understand this part of the human psyche. Oh no. And you're starting with Ted Cruz. Yes. Oh. Did he think that for, he was going to be noticed on the plane? A hundred percent. People know what he looks like, right? Right. So what did he think was going to happen? Did he think that because it was the plane of shame that because all of these people were also like rats off the sinking ship that no one would want to be known as being on the plane? Right. To Cabo? It does. It does seem like there was a level of like, it's a flight entirely full of ship bags. Who's going to turn me in? Right. Right. Like, I don't know. I think that it's. I mean, first of all, let's remember that this is one of the senators that led the Senate side of attempting to disenfranchise votes from the presidential election Mm -hmm. on the 6th of January uh, when the insurrection happened and after the insurrection happened, right? Um, And has not apologized or admitted any fault in that. He's been extremely defiant on that. This is the same shitbag that was going in and meeting with the absolute clown show of lawyers that Donald Trump had defending him in the impeachment and giving them advice on how to do it. Uh, And then, you know, basically used impeachment to fundraise off of and that sort of thing. So in terms of the last 30 days of Ted Cruz's life, he has not had a lot of um, a lot of things that would show him that actions have consequences. Right. And maybe he doesn't have a particularly robust long-term memory and that's all he remembers. Uh, or maybe he does and he doesn't give a fuck. I think either one of those things is 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 true. But it's not like there is a great track record for actions having consequences with him or his like right now. So maybe he was just like, fuck it. It's cold. I don't give a shit. I'm going to fucking tan coon and get a spray tan but really ted cruz is a stupid smart person you know he has good survival skills yeah he does like he's not that's the thing is a lot of these evil people they aren't stupid right yeah he's not dumb he's not dumb so did he? I really, really want to know what he thought was going to happen when he was seen getting on a plane during one of the biggest natural disasters that's ever hit Texas. Yeah, I don't. Tell I don't me, think Dan. An, I don't. I don't think there's an Dan. answer that would be particularly satisfying. Like I think that he's just a piece of shit. Right. Like I don't think that he really had. I think that the only moment of oh damn it was when he realized well this is going to be a bother not like oh i've done the wrong thing right you know he even said in the in his presser he was like well eventually it became a firestorm and i didn't want it i didn't want that to take away from the kind of needed response in Texas. So it Mm. wasn't really like, oh, I realized I was doing the wrong thing. It was more just like, I realized this was taking up a news cycle that I didn't want it to be taking up. Right. Okay. Well, so he's on the plane. And when do you, what do you think it's like as he slowly realizes? 
How long do you think that flight is? Oh, uh, to Texas know. to Cabo. Cabo's on the west no, coast, Ca- right? No, Cancun. Cancun's Cancun. on the east coast. I don't know, two hours? Two hours, yeah. Two hours and 15 minutes, two hours, 26 minutes or so. Houston, you can do it. Cheap, 201 bucks, 173 on Spirit. That's probably what he flew. <laughs> I think he was on United. Oh, he was in United. Yeah, he was on United. That's how, because United's uh, upgrade list is public. <laughs> Two things they're famous for this week, Ted Cruz and parts of their planes falling out of the sky. That's true. They had a big week. That was a good week. Good week for United. So yeah, two hours, that's that's enough time to have some real moments. And are we, I guess we're not even talking about the fact that he's doing this during a pandemic. Right. Well, there's that, too. Right. Like, I haven't gone on fucking vacation. No. Even when it was cold. No, like there are people that aren't going to their own relatives funerals. Yeah. Lots of people. People listening right now have not gone to their relatives funerals. But he went to. Oh, there's another part of the story that we we've known. So we've touched on the fact that he then blamed his children but also, Dan, he left his dog at home in the freezing house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Did it, did, did it, was it ever confirmed that they had a plan for their dog? It does seem that there's a, there was like a housekeeper or somebody coming in. Oh, yeah, of in. course. But he's got help. What am I thinking? So like a handyman or a house, a housekeeper was coming right. in to feed the dog, who was a dog left alone in a cold house. Yeah. Uh, Named very, appropriately very, Snowflake. Very high up on the list of shit I would not do. No. I Let's hope, though, that that dog really unloaded on his bed. Oh, yeah. Bite him. There was some real vindictive shitting happening. Leaves his dog, blames his kids, and then calls everyone that snitched on him an asshole. <laughs> A truly remarkable human. He was, um, they are, they had hearings from the people in charge of capital security for the, during the insurrection. And during the opening statements of one of them, he was photographed on his phone. And of course, every single person was like, well, I guess he's trying to get a deal on Expedia. (laughs) Oh, damn. But that obviously was not the big story of this week. No. No, it wasn't, Dan. And you know perfectly well what was. Dan. Dan. There was a little story this week that now that now that Trump is out, we are getting some beautiful, beautiful looks behind the scenes. And there was a an article in the Washingtonian by Jessica Sidman. Oh, yeah. Entitled Trump Hotel Employees Reveal What It Was Really Like Catering to the Right Wing Elite. And it is amazing. Truly, truly a work of Pulitzer worthy work. If you guys have not read this article, you need to make this your first destination right now because it covers everything that's important to us. Literally. Overcooked meat. Ketchup. Yep. Diet Coke, Rudy Giuliani, and weird seating arrangements. So yeah. I'm going to read some of this article, Dan. I love it. Does that, is that okay? I would love it if you did. All right. First paragraph. Everyone knew Table 72 belonged to the president. The round booth in the middle of the Trump Hotel's mezzanine was impossible to miss. It didn't matter how many Congress members were clamoring for a reservation at the steakhouse or whether some tourists tried to slip a manager some cash, which they definitely did. Mm -hmm. No one sat at Trump's table except the president, his children, and occasionally an approved member of his inner circle, such as Rudy Giuliani or Mike Pence. So the scene is set. And we have the, a thing we know about, but a really miserable reminder that everyone was trying to suck up to this guy and therefore they were trying to scene make in the Trump hotels and also realized that a full one quarter of his presidency happened during a pandemic. Yeah. So they were doing this when they should not have been in any kind of public situation. Anyway, uh, he 
as soon as the as soon as Trump was seated, the server had to do had to quote discreetly present a mini bottle of Purell hand sanitizer. And and mind you, you are now reading from the section that the article has taken directly from the manual. Yes, that was obtained yeah, they, they made by a the reporter on how to serve and work for the president. Yes, so they the, made a book, a standard yeah. operating procedure document for any time Trump dined at BLT Prime. Yeah. So first, as soon as he's seated, you have to give him a mini bottle of Purell hand sanitizer, and this was before COVID. Yeah. The next cue line of dialogue was, good, insert time of day, Mr. President, would you like your Diet Coke with or without ice? A polished tray with chilled bottles and highball glasses was already prepared for either response. Wow. Directions for pouring the soda were detailed in a process no fewer than seven steps long <laughs> and illustrated with four photo exhibits. The beverage had to be opened in front of the germaphobe commander in chief, quote, never beforehand. The server was to hold a long neck bottle opener by the lower third of the handle in one hand and the Diet Coke also by the lower third in the other. Once poured, the drink had to be placed at the president's right-hand side. Repeat until POTUS departs. Okay, now you're ready, because this was absolutely just very much in our wheelhouse, this next paragraph. Trump, yeah. Trump always had the same thing. Shrimp cocktail, well-done steak and fries, plus sometimes apple pie or chocolate cake for dessert. Popovers, make it a double for the president, had to be served within two minutes and the crustaceans immediately. The manual instructed the server to open many glass bottles of Heinz ketchup in front of Trump, taking care to ensure he could hear the seal make the pop sound. Oh, right into my veins. All right, Dan, I have a couple questions. <sighs> Shrimp cocktail, well done steak and fries. Yeah. We talked about this. We've talked about this. Well oh, done. yeah. Oh, Ste yeah. Steak, potatoes, and ketchup. What are popovers? I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking of something that's a little bit like a um, like a Yorkshire pudding. Like it's a little thing about uh, the well, size yeah. of a muffin. Yeah, they are. They appear to be, yeah, very kind of Yorkshire pudding looking. A little bit of a... A little smaller? Light and buttery roll that kind of okay. collapses in on itself. He's going to fancy Red Lobster is what he's doing. Yes. He, he may is. not even be going to fancy Red Lobster. He yeah. may just be going to his le re personal Red Lobster. Yeah. This is like his little fantasy Red Lobster. Now here's where you think it's good, but then the article is like, we're only just getting started. Oh, yeah. Garnishes were a no-no. Melania Trump once set back a Dover sole because it was dressed with partially parsley and chives, said former executive chef Bill Williamson. Now, I guess she also doesn't want garnishes. Yeah, clearly. Like they're all anti-garnish? Don't want... Like as a position? They, they just want the thing that it says. I just want a, a I ordered Dover a Dover sole. I didn't want a chive on it. Now you see Melania is European and I feel like she can handle a chive, but I guess not. Apparently not. All right. Trump himself never returned a plate, but if he was disappointed, you can bet the complaint would travel down the ranks. This is it, people. This everyone, is the money. Everyone zoom in now. <laughs> pull pull the car over if you're yeah. driving. If you haven't been paying attention, if you Need zoned a little full bit, attention just here. come back for this. Like the time the president questioned why his dining companion had a bigger steak. The yeah. restaurant already special ordered supersized shrimp for him and no, for just him and no one else. Next time, they'd better beef up the beef. It was the same steak. Both well done. Maybe it was a half ounce bigger or something. I don't know, says Williamson. The chef always prepared a bone bone-in ribeye or filet mignon for Trump. After Steakgate, he switched to 40-ounce tomahawks. Trump would never again gripe that he didn't have the hugest, greatest, most beautiful steak. <sighs> now, this is where, now, now we're getting slightly magical. One more thing. Don't forget the snacks. A tray of junk food needed to be available for every Trump visit. 
Lay's potato chips, specifically sour cream and onion, mm. Milky Way, Snickers, Nature Valley granola bars, Tic Tacs, gummy bears, Chips Ahoy, Oreos, Nutter Butters, Tootsie Rolls, chocolate covered raisins, and Pop Secret. What is happening, Dan? This is a restaurant. Wait, Pop Secret, the microwave popcorn? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Wait, I was in on that until we got to that. So they no, bring how, out. What do you a... mean? What do you mean you were into that? Well, I mean, all that sounds delicious, other than the sour cream and onion. No, 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 Dan. Hmm? What is happening? He's okay. He's at a steakhouse. He sits down. He's like, you sit down immediately. Someone like ghoulish Matera. Hello, Mr. President. Would you like your Diet Coke with or without ice? And he's like, and then they have this like long stick that they and they open it and they put it at his right hand side. And then someone else dives out with the crustaceans and they're like, here's your giant weird shrimp. And then two minutes later, it's like bing popovers. And then what? They show up with a basket of airplane snacks. They're like, oh, you already have shrimp and popovers. And here are your Lay's potato chips, Milky Way, Snickers, Nature Valley granola bars, Tic Tacs, gummy bears, Chips Ahoy, Oreos, Nutter Butters, Tootsie Rolls, chocolate covered raisins, and pop secret popcorn. What the fuck is happening? I. What's happening, Dan? It's I. I mean, to me, that's. If you were a entirely self-absorbed, extremely rich, uh, or at least the trappings of extreme rich and also emotionally stunted in many different ways, who wouldn't be like, you know what I would like? A giant tray of candy brought out every time I come out. But the more I look at this list, first of all, sour cream, and onion, potato chips. I'm sorry if you like them, but they are the worst potato chip. Come on. But okay, Milky Way. Dan, it's fine. Dan, Snickers, no, very good. No, shut up. Nature no, Dan, Valley Dan, granola bars. Dan, there is no way in Dan. fuck that man has ever eaten a Nature Dan. Valley granola bar unless maybe it's mm. one of those ones that has like cho- like chewy chocolate chip. Dan, shut your beard. Like he's face. like a second, like he's, a, no. like he's in no. second grade. Dan. Hmm? No, stop. No, okay, Milky Ways. The man's at a goddamn restaurant. He's sitting at the main table in the middle, trying to, like presumably trying to seem like a big old adult. And then he's what? Pounding Oreos and shrimp? What's happening? <laughs> Tic Tacs in the list is weird to me as Dan, well. Do you sit there and eat a giant, a full on Milky Way candy bar while waiting for your giant tomahawk steak? Is this what's happening? I, I mean, no one eats. This is this is not even even if you could. This is not how people is the, eat. Is the pop secret on this tray in just the like it's like in the shrink wrap plastic single? I don't know container like it like at a in like the hotel mini bar that's still in a i that's still microwave i think they only make microwave popcorn right or is it did they like does he walk in and they immediately head to the microwave to bubble up a big ass bag of pop secret and that's like the big bulbous paper bag of of uh, i mean maybe is there and it's just like leaking fake butter smell out across the entire restaurant. This paragraph will haunt me to the day I die. This is not how people eat under any circumstances. You don't sit there eating Snickers waiting for a steak. Especially a 40 ounce one. 40 ounces of steak is insanity. I'm talking to someone who pounded a bunch of closet apricots yesterday. <laughs> and I did that because I forgot to eat lunch twice. I forget to eat lunch almost every day. Yeah, I do that a lot. But I'm just saying, so I ate a bunch of apricots I found. And then I got a bloated tummy like the Hindenburg. Yeah. But I didn't sit there and having eaten some a bunch of popovers and shrimp, then just gobbled up a few Milky Ways. And Oreos and fucking Chips Ahoy. Oh, and Nutter Butters. As much as I like their amusing peanut shape, who's sitting there eating Nutter Butters? Dan, I'm, I need to move on. But it's upsetting me. And I'm upset. I'm also upset by the fact that this is a list of mostly things that I like a lot. It's the list of the things on in the basket on the plane. It is. And I think that's it, right? Like, it's totally... Oh, my goodness. I wonder... If you were to go to the Trump Hotel, D.C., 
is this just the basket of snacks that's in the in your room? Do they just grab a snack basket and run it down? I would because think so. the lays are probably in those little like fake Pringle peel off things. Nature Valley granola bars are in every fucking hotel mini bar there is. Gummy oh gummy bears yeah you get the Haribo ones in the yep. little bag in those yeah. mini this is totally it's the but hotel it's also mini bar it's also the airplane basket like when they come around they're like would yeah. you like something from our, would you like a banana or these weird biscotti cookies or um, but this is a hundred percent they they're bringing a basket down right from a room but that's just not okay I'm gonna let it go <laughs> but I can't let it go so. They um, more and more like they're talking about how gross it is for the staff. I'm not I don't want to skim it, but like it's. It's uh, you quickly, you know, if they didn't like him, they learned to fake it working for the Trump Hotel meant putting on a performance every night right down to the gummy bears and the popcorn. I had to read that sentence because I'm obsessed. So then there's like then they always had to rehearse the night's VIPs. Yeah. So, so senators and cabinet, this is a quote, senators and cabinet members and all of their staffs and the president's staff, important members of the Republican Party, mega church pastors, the MyPillow guy. He was a VIP. Absolutely. Says the former executive chef. The hotel would print us a book every day if they were staying at the hotel and it would have their pictures and their name and their job title. You had to know who to suck up to. Not always easy, given the president's Ferris wheel of allies. Um. So, uh, come on, get to it, get to it. I want you to read it. Perhaps the most notorious VIP was Rudy Giuliani, who had a regular table in the restaurant's downstairs dining area. Quote, it was pretty much his office. He was doing more paperwork there than eating. Williamson, the chef says, quote, some days he'd be there all day. At one point. Someone made it official and created a black and gold plaque that read Rudolph W. Giuliani private office. The restaurant would keep it behind the host stand and place it at his table before he arrived. The article includes a picture of this nameplate. It's real. That is fucking wild. The biggest pain in my butt was Giuliani, says the former manager. He was constantly in the restaurant and I complained about it. The guy would come in, expect a table for 10 at a moment's notice at like 2 p.m. when we're not fully functioning. We don't have the staff, but he's the president's lawyer. What am I supposed to do? These a lot people, of people know that feeling. All their lives are made nightmares by these people. Yeah. Uh, mm. They it just kind of goes on and on about all these. It is a gift about how it is a gift of an article. How how just absolutely terrible uh, all of them treated them and how the the staff. What the saddest part of this is that um, the staff were like, well, I need the job. Right. But then people would give them the finger or their friends wouldn't talk to them or it's just. It's just really sad. Yeah. It I, is a remarkable article. About how, um, yeah. And then they all felt like they had to dress, their, their instructions were basically like, just dress like a fox anchor. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, also one of the funniest parts, let's just get to the, some of the funny parts. They start to realize that People are sending them shitty food. <laughs> a microgreen supplier that the chef had worked with ditched him, saying he couldn't de deliver to the hotel in good conscience. Um, he found that food purveyors with whom he had great relationships were suddenly sending him rotten produce and subpar cuts <laughs> of meat and fish. I had to double and triple check a lot of the products, says Williamson. I guarantee that someone in the warehouse picking his product saw where it was going was like, oh, fuck it. Give him this stuff. <laughs> Oh, says Huvia, you need to read the whole thing because it is a gift. And then even as the uh, so even as COVID is happening and they um, and they when they lifted the dining restrictions, all the staff had this duty of they had to enforce the safety protocols and they. Um, 
the, a lot of these people weren't wearing masks. And the one guy's sentence is, it made me want to go cry in the walk-in. People are dying and you're joking about having to wear a mask. Rand Paul once used scotch tape to secure his mask to his glasses, leaving it flapping over his mouth and nose. Although um, Paul, uh, Rand Paul denies this. Uh, um, so yeah. Um, uh, and now they're uh, kind of taking it um, off their resumes or trying to like cover it up with another name or something like that. But the, um, it's a magical, 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 magical article. And I truly is. It truly is. Treat yourself to it. But I think that the lesson is don't skip lunch. Go to a restaurant, get popovers, gigantic shrimp. Imagine going in all the time and getting giant, giant shrimp in a burnt steak. Yeah. No. I don't want to have to imagine that. Seems very. And then the mini bar tray. And that. Don't get me started, man. Well, instead, I'm going to get you started by saying, says who is made possible by Jumbo you. Jumbo shrimp. Through your support. And also pay. the support of Blue Apron. And if you would like. Oh, my word. Um, Blue Apron true. have been with us since no, the beginning. And haven't. if you, they have a they new haven't. special offer. It's no. called um, the Trump no. Box. And you get by. If you enter blueapron.com <sighs> backslash thing. front slash backslash says who backslash jumbo it's not uh you'll get it's not what's happening one shrimp nope uh big meat piece Mm-mm. and 15 tiny bottles of ketchup mm-hmm. and then the whole thing will be covered in gummy bears and that's just for 99.95 so hop on that through your support of our patreon at patreon.com slash says who where every sunday you get me and maureen again and a little thing we call the town watch. If you give it $5 or $10 a month, you get access to that, not just every Sunday, but a massive, a massive collection of 60 to 70 additional <laughs> town watches because that's what we do. Patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And if you want to join the fan-run Discord, you can go to tinyurl.com slash Says Who Discord. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, the first Wednesday in March. That's March of 2021 for our next episode. I'm still so mad about this basket. I mean, the basket's the only thing that sounds good. I will be fully honest. I would eat the shit out of that basket. I, I popovers. I will stay at a fancy hotel on rare occasion, and it is a real fight with my own conscience about that entire basket of goodies. Right. Always, I'm always like, "But I could just eat that one Snickers. It's only six bucks." And I'm like, "I'm not paying six bucks for a Snickers, you fuck." I'm like, "Well, what about the Nutter Butters? They're good. You never get to eat Nutter. They're like nine dollars for a Nutter Butter. No, but." I don't even like gummy bears, but they look so good in that bag. No. What was that? No. $15 Pringle can? Oh, man. I just, yeah. I would eat all of that. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Apparently there's now a California strain of COVID that's really bad. Yeah, it's good. Dan. We're not getting there. We're not going there. It's we're what? we're over time. No. Just sign on out. Say goodbye, everyone. I am Maureen Johnson, your friend. That's me, not you. I know. I'm just giving you your lines. What are my lines again? Goodbye, everyone. I am Maureen Johnson, your friend. Goodbye. Everyone. E- everyone. It's me. Okay. It's good ad lib. Maureen Johnson, your friend. And this has been Says Who. I really would eat all of that candy. I understand.
Down that damn bass. I would like it right now. Dan. Dan. Wood. I just want to know at what point the basket comes out. Does it come out at the beginning? Does it come out in the middle? Does it come out when he's waiting for the steak? Is it a prelude? Is it sort of an appetizer for dessert? The fuck is it? 